Hi everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been four weeks since our last podcast. We're so sorry about the disappearance. Um, we actually started seeing a therapist um, just to check in after being together for this long. We thought it would be a good idea. And so today's podcast will be just about um, getting relationship advice from a therapist and some of the things that we learned. Um, okay, so let's go right into it. The One of the first points that had come up in our session, in one of our first sessions, was the topic of triangulation. And this is essentially when a third party is within the relationship, be it a family member or a friend. And just basically the therapist gave us tools on how to deal with these kind of situations and whether or not it's healthy. And he essentially explained that triangulation should be avoided at all costs and um, that as a couple, you should be able to come together and let the third party know that this is between you and your partner and um, just try and keep things as civil as possible, not make them feel necessarily excluded, but just let them know that this has nothing to do with them. Yeah. So, um, essentially, I will just like make it um, a bit more practical for other people to understand so essentially with a triangulation experience is that maybe you meet someone and you guys have been dating for six months but you haven't felt uh, secure enough to share with this person with your social circle your friends or your family and you do do that and then you get the case where your friends or your cousin or your sister or your brother or whoever it is starts to question you about your relationship with your partner. So essentially what's meant to happen is that you and your partner are supposed to be together. You're like two magnets, right? You're you're stuck. you're, You're connected. And what happens with triangulation is that someone whether they do it on purpose or not you right. need it doesn't matter if they're doing it on purpose or not you need to understand that someone is influencing um the other person in the relationship whether i'm being influenced or esther's being influenced someone's being influenced and then that causes an instability in our relationship and your friend or your your sister or your brother whoever it is they may not necessarily be coming from a bad place. Let's keep it on the ground for a, a bit. Like They're not coming from a bad place. They see a change in you. You're changing. Maybe you're a bit more open or maybe you're a bit more lit. Who knows what it is? And they're like, it's this person. And then they start to ask you questions or they start to get into your stuff based on the relationship that you already have. So this happens a lot with your friends, especially your best friends, especially if you have a friend of the different sex. So if I'm a guy, well, of course I'm a guy, sorry. (laughs) I mean, like, if I have a female friend that's my best mate, that's my mate, or with my partner, she has a guy friend that's like her friend, or even if it's a work colleague, it can be anyone that's known you longer than the relationship that you've been in, and they're not comfortable with the way you are changing or things that are happening or whatever. Just in short, they're basically just jealous. You need to deal with that 
And the best way you can deal with that is number one, you need to communicate with your partner uh, what's happening. I'm not saying you must give a blow by blow, but you need to express, look, my friend that I have a serious relationship with, we're still friends, is questioning me about my relationship with you. They're not comfortable with the changes that are made. And you as a partner, when you hear this stuff, be honest with your feelings. If it makes you upset, make it be honest with it. Don't let it develop. Don't be like, no, it's okay. And also, if you do feel like, nah, I've always known about your partner. I've always known this, whatever. Be frank about it. But the end goal is that you two need to communicate what you feel about someone or, or essentially you need to communicate about the third person in your relationship because that triangulation it's a simple energy it's very easy to deal with the best way to deal with the triangulation is when both you and your partner have the same energy towards this person yeah. and it doesn't need to be negative it can be like thank you for your concern but honestly it's not your concern and it's that simple. There doesn't need to be drama. There doesn't need to be fights. There doesn't need to be, you can't be friends with this person ever again. It just needs to be an understanding is like, no, brah, she's with me. Or no, girl, like, this is my partner. We have an emotional connection. Thank you for being my friend. My partner is like emotional, uh, being an uh, emotional confidant. And listening to them. But that's my responsibility. And let's not like ruin things going forward. Right. That's the most ideal thing. But you need to always communicate with each other. And you always need to understand that this issue that, that, that started because of someone else's comments is an outside thing. And should not destabilize the relationship that you have. However, if what the other person points out is something that's new information, that's not negative or positive, it's just like, do you know that maybe when you guys are together, you don't say anything, you keep quiet, right? That is an example of triangulation, but it's not meant to break you guys apart yeah it's not detrimental it's yeah. just your friend looking out for you i think the most important thing that i learned from triangulation is how you communicate with other people i think it's perfectly fine to ask for advice from your friends from your family but to ensure that there are boundaries and the way that you communicate with them so that they don't disrespect your partner in any way or cause a rift between the two of you the last thing that you want is for a third party to be the reason that you have arguments and fights with your partner um, I think it's also one of the reasons why we chose to go to a therapist in in terms of seeking advice or or just like touching base in our relationship instead of going to family and friends because everybody comes with their own information, their own trauma, their own backstory, and you don't want that to negatively affect your relationship. You want your relationship to have a chance to survive. So if you already know that by communicating with your mother or your sister or your uncle or your best friend, that their responses will be or will have a negative impact on your relationship then personally I would definitely advise you to rather go and seek a third party that isn't involved in any way but again I just want to emphasize the importance of how you communicate with people because while we were uh, seeing the therapist I realized that the way we communicate with people 
is the way that they communicate with us. And once you allow boundaries to be crossed, once you share too much information, you know, with with a third party, you allow them to enter your relationship. You allow them to become inappropriate in their remarks and in their communication. And so you also need to take responsibility with the way that you communicate and um, with the way that you share what it is that's going on in your relationship. You need to watch out for that, take responsibility and just be careful. Um, do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I, I honestly think like that last point of like um, when you when when you communicate with your friends, right? Especially if it's someone you trust and and you're getting advice from them, and this is always like your close friends. You need to understand and 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 also be sure of um, where your friend is in their life. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they've gone through a breakup, if they they're stressed out at work, you know. Maybe you need to give them like space because as much as triangulation is something that happens in um, romantic relationships, it's also something that happens in friendships. Yeah. But our podcast isn't necessarily about about that. About that. But what I will say is that um, just briefly on the topic of your friends or the people you go to for advice with regards to relationships, you also need to water those relationships you also need to be aware of who you are and who you're communicating with because that is a relationship you may not be romantically inclined with the person but you guys are somewhat close you you know you have a certain type of intimacy because you trust them with their uh, advice and if you're um just blindly believing someone else then they could be messing up your relationship, but they won't even know that that's what's happening. Yeah, like it's it's. I I'd like to say that it's not. I don't think it's always intentional. No, no, it's never intentional. I don't. Think, no, no, no. I do believe oh, oh, there okay. are moments where it's intentional. I'm just saying I don't believe it's always intentional. No, no. I, I, I. What I wanted to say is that I don't think your friend, your real friend, the person who's looking out for you, wants to ruin your stuff. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. Is that. You shouldn't develop um, a, a sort of negativity. Because the thing is, it will come up in any sort of argument or debate with your partner, especially when you decide to be completely honest, is that where do you hear these things from? Sure. Who told you this stuff? And you'll say, no, my friend or my sister or my mother or, or whoever. Yeah. And like at that point, it's going to come up as like, so... Do you want to date your friend? Do you want to date your, your, your brother? And like, yes, it's a ridiculous rhetorical question. But it's a real question. But it's a, it's, it's a real question because um, it's moving to our next point in, uh, that we want to talk about, oh, which, which is um, essentially that when you are in a relationship with someone, you guys are a team. It's a partnership. It's, it's, it's togetherness. It's not... I'm on this side of the tennis net and you're on the other side of the tennis net. I'm not hitting the ball towards you. I'm hitting the ball to the rest of the world and And I'm expecting you to have my back. Yeah. Or depending on our relationship, I'm the one who's got your back. So that's what I feel that like um, just finishing off with the last part of like relying or, or seeking out third parties for advice is that even though you're going to someone to help you out with your situation because maybe you can't talk to your partner about it, you also need to understand that 
the reason or the intention you went to go get advice is to fix your relationship. You still need to maintain that same energy. Yeah, that like I'm with someone, I'm in a partnership, right? I haven't I don't need to sign a contract. That's how much faith I have in this partnership. But we're having issues and like I've given myself space from my partner to go try resolve these issues with myself. Right. You know, and I think that's where you need to figure out not necessarily loyalty or priorities. You can be loyal to your friends like till death, I suppose. But the reason why you chose to date someone, the reason why you chose to be with someone has got nothing to do with your friends. It's your own personal selfish decision. Yeah. And the thing is, when you're in a relationship with someone, it's it's no longer just me. It's us. And that us has to be the same selfish energy you have for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, triangulation was the first point that we covered. And so, um, he just mentioned it now. And the, the second point is that you're a team. So, this is something else that took quite a bit of time for the therapist to really explain to us. And he gave us quite a few examples. But in essence, what he said is that in many cases, people come forth and will say things like, you know, um, you always pick your partner's side. You, you, you know, you, you, you you guys always make the same choices, same decisions. You're always on the same side. And the thing is, at the end of the day, when you choose a partner, whether it's your boyfriend or your husband or your wife or whatever, you're a team. You have to recognize that you're a team and that, you know, you may have some differences when you guys are at home, for sure. But when you're facing the world, when you're facing outside um, parties, you need to recognize that you need to come from the same space. You need to give an energy that is united. It doesn't mean that you're a hundred percent. I don't want to say a hundred percent on the same page, but like you're a hundred percent like in the same space rather Mm. you're coming in this from the same direction. Yeah. Your victory. You should always understand that like your victories are your partner's victories and, and the same their their victories are also your, your victories. victories. Yeah. It doesn't help that you maintain your ego all the time at the detriment of your partner. Right. Then it's like, why are you guys even together? Right. If if for for your sake, um, he or she must suffer. So a really good example that the therapist gave us, and this is particular, um, particularly in regards to people that have kids, was that you know he gave us the example of how him and his wife have kids and how you know they try and maintain a, a shared a shared point of view when it comes to their kids, a shared force, so that when their kids approach them with requests or or anything that they want, they know that, like, if mom says no, dad says no as well, you know, something like that. And I And he also mentioned that one of the issues that couples seem to have in terms of having kids is that they don't have a, a shared unit. They're not on the same page, and that's how they're manipulated. Yeah, they don't they don't communicate. Because, like, when we mentioned triangulation earlier on, we just wanted to point out that it's a common human thing. Yeah. All humans do it. Kids do it all the time, especially kids whose parents are divorced. They know if I say, well, dad said I can have it, then mom is going to like not think like an adult. She's going to start 
competing with Dan. Yeah. And and that's that's essentially like another example of triangulation. Yeah. And another thing is also like for example, if you have um shared friends, for example, like mutual friends. I think one thing that myself and, and, and you two had to had to learn is to be be a team in, in, in light of our shared friendships. So that when um, when our friends communicated with us, friends that we shared in particular, they knew that whatever it is that they communicate to me, I'm going to communicate to you. Because it became very easy at the beginning of our relationship for me personally to be manipulated into thinking one way about you and then not sharing it with you, not telling you, and then um, just just, just uh, changing my perspective of who you are or, or where you're coming from based on what I've heard from this third party. So I think it's really important um, at some stage or another when, when a couple is serious to come together and say, like, we're together, we communicate together, the message that we give out to people is the same message. And if there's any contradictions, we're going to sort them out at home. Yeah, I think that's also just like another thing is that, like, we will always be in communication with each other's people, like whether it's your sister or your brother or, or, your, or your uncle Whoever it may be, like when you guys are decide to be open about your relationship and like involve each other's worlds and families, it's highly important that you guys communicate to each other what like, you know, people from your world said to me or, you know, like people from my world said to you. Because as much as like we had mentioned before, people will triangulate not because they want to, but because they don't know how to communicate with, like, the other person in the relationship. Right. Or maybe they communicate to you in a certain way, and then they feel like, no, I can get what I want from this person if I communicate to their partner in this way. Especially when it's, like, on gender lines. Like, I'm dating you, and maybe my family or the, the ladies in my family think that, like, no, I can... I, if I say this to Esther... Or I ask her for this, or ask her to ask Chaba for this, you know, it will happen. And I, I, and I'm not saying that like people mustn't do that because that's just the sort of relationship dynamics people have set up. And you being in a relationship with someone, you're the new factor for everyone else. Right. So because you're the new factor, people are gonna keep on trying to test the waters and try figure things out, not with the intention to break you. But you could discover that your partner's, like, family... And when I say family, I mean, like, blood relatives and friends and just community. Yeah, community. It's just community. Like, you know, they they come with, like, a, a whole nation, essentially. You need to understand that maybe when your partner met you, they had, like, sorted themselves out. They had figured out who they were and that, like... When they met you, they were like at ease and full confidence with themselves. But the relationship that they have with their family, their family is unable to let go of the person that they've become. Right. And you as a partner can be very upset. It's like, why are they treating you like this? Why are they saying these sort of things to me? That's the most important time for you to make sure that like you have your partner's back because you don't know the history you don't know the past. You don't know everything. You only know what your partner has told you. And I think that's when we can now move on to our next point, which is um, feelings are not facts. Yeah. 
So, so basically, I think this is in context of like arguments, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when things get heated and you're having an argument or a misunderstanding, you need to recognize that feelings are not facts. What you're feeling in that moment um, may, may not be exactly what is happening. You know, what you feel your partner has communicated or done to you is not necessarily a fact. And you need to be able to reconcile that and come back together and, and speak about it. And I think this is something that we also had issues with in the very beginning of our relationship where I would say things like, yeah, you, you did this to me. You did this to me. And, and I recognize that that's not necessarily what you did to me. It's how I felt or it's how I received your communication or how I received your actions. And it's really important to communicate, come back to one another, vocalize how it is that you felt so that the other person understands where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I think it, it's, a, it's a thing. Uh, it's just advice for all interactions with people. In general, yeah. In general, that like what you felt... You know, it's a funny thing with um, human memory is that we don't remember everything the same way. Yeah. You know, you'll have a, a bank robbery and there'll be 10 witnesses. There'll be more than 10 different stories. stories as to the bank robbery because people go through different emotions. In that bank robbery, a lot of people are in a state of shock. A lot of people are like scared, you know. So what they remember at that moment is literally what they were feeling and what they heard. Unless, like, you know, they weren't scared. But we can't tell that. We don't know that because also when we put ourselves in that situation, we project, we start to think, this is how I would feel in that situation. But for the sake of um, uh, this topic at the moment, if you and your partner are having issues or someone else triangulates your relationship, you're going to feel something that moment. And you're going to believe that feeling is the truth. Because we easily remember how we felt about stuff. Yeah. If you climb uh, a mountain, if you go on a hike and like, I don't know, you, you go through like a hijacking, whatever it is, your, your facts about what happened are hard for people to say this is exactly what happened. Because the, the honest truth is that we don't have video cameras following us all our lives. And even when we argue and we fight with our partners, we don't have someone who's recording the fight for us to say, this is exactly what you said. Right. What we do know for a fact is that when we had that fight, I was pissed with you or I was so disappointed or I was so sad. And every time you go back to that memory or you go back and you remember that fight or that situation, What's going to come back first is what? Your feelings. Yeah. And then when you, you, you tell yourself, I was disappointed that day. Yes, you may remember some details, but those details are going to be warped and changed because you're like, no, I was disappointed. So definitely the music was sad. And like, yes, it sounds a bit delusional and crazy, but I'm telling you as a fact that if you don't resolve your feelings with someone... Every time you look back, your feelings get stronger or your feelings stay the same. But the actual details as to what happened on the day will always change. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying it's very important for you to understand that what you felt, no one is saying what you felt was wrong. But they're saying is that like, please understand that 
your feelings are are are, are changing reality they're, they're 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 not based in facts anymore and you need to understand that also when you're no longer in that state that you were feeling anymore you yourself can look at the situation differently you can look at it rationally you can look at it like and make it worse a lot of things can change because you're not there anymore yeah and 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 so my my point is just that like when you argue with someone about what something happened you need to be honest about how you feel not honest about what you thought or what you assumed because your thoughts and your your assumptions they're also based on feelings in that moment so you just have to be honest is like yes i fucked up okay you fucked up but why did you fuck up it's because i felt this way <laughs> All right, why did you feel this way? I felt this way because this is what you're doing to me for that time. And 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 you know, it can be very awkward and you guys don't have answers and responses. And for you you can be like I had no idea I had made you feel like this. Right. And then the other person can be like I I didn't even know I could share with you the way you made me feel in negative situations. And I think that's where you get the most growth because it's honesty. It's real honesty. It's awkward. It's not nice. But it's coming from an honest place. Yeah, it's coming from an honest place. And it, most importantly, you need to understand this is someone's feelings. And you can't dismiss someone's feelings. Because that's the reason why they're with you. They're with you because they feel a certain way about you. There's no logic as to why you're with someone. There's no like, yeah, on paper, we're together. And if you are developing a relationship with someone based on like statistics or or status and something like that then this this advice is not for you. Yeah. So the next point, the fourth point is the importance of having a shared interest or belief with your partner. So this one is really interesting because I think there's lots of stereotypes about this this specific point about shared interests and beliefs and that people some people are really strict about this. Like if my partner is not, I don't know, into politics, I don't know. Then it's not it's just it's just not going to work. And I think I think what's important here is that we have a little bit of flexibility. Yeah, it it's it's actually a very easy thing and I think some people actually understand it early on in the relationship. Right. So some some ladies don't watch football, for example, right? right. But then they'll learn what their partner's favorite team is and they'll be like, "I support this team." And they'll they'll even go so far as to be like or oh, uh, you know get like flags or or football tops kind of thing yeah that 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 supports the team that that's sharing an interest or not even sharing an interest that's like um i'm aware and i acknowledge that this is what you like and i'm going to support you i i'm not so into it because i don't get it yeah but i get you and i get that this was what you like that that's one that's like that's the beginning so i feel like how that grows again it's communication you need to be honest and say this is what i like this is what i don't like and you guys definitely need to find or the two of you need to find or um a, a common interest that you both like and it doesn't necessarily have to be like an interest like oh i like reading this books or i like to watch horror movies or i like to listen can, to house be, music it can be really broad it can be very broad but it needs to be something that you both interested in not even interested in you both have a mind on it you can think about it right you know like if i need to get more information on this topic 
I can go to so-and-so or I can read up a book on it. Because someone can be like, I know about this thing, but not, not, not even know where to begin to find out more. Right. But if you know your partner is into, I don't know, natural hair and, and like, you know, serious about uh, taking care of their hair... You don't even need to go f- that far. You can just go to your... Uh, if you're living together, you can go to your bathroom and look at the stuff that they buy. Open it up. Oh, this one is almost finished. And just... That's how you start and go buy that very product. Because we 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 underestimate our daily routines. You know, when you spend five minutes understanding your partner almost every day... After a month, that's like what? Three times five, that's 15. That's over 150 minutes. That's a movie that you, you, you've gone through understanding your partner and their likes. And then that can sit with you. And it gets to a point where you're not even aware. You're unconsciously aware of those details. You may not like a specific show that your partner watches on TV. But you know that like every it, day at 7 p.m. you guys yeah, have to Yeah, and you're down. like, it's 7, she's not here. Let me <laughs> let just me record yeah, it. Yeah, let me just record it. Yeah. Or 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 it can be it can be so many things like and that's just acknowledging your partner's interests. But now when you both have shared interests, you'd both tell each other for Christmas, I don't know, you guys like to travel for, for on the day of Christmas. And it can literally just be away from home. You always know that like, no matter what, this is what we do. Or you guys can be more religious and you can be like, it doesn't matter what happens. We have to pray before we go to sleep. Yeah. And and one partner can be working in another city. And really how you guys like connect, regardless of what issues you go through, is that it's a phone call or it's a voice note. You know, and that voice note can be your part of the prayer or what you pray for that night. And that goes a long way because this is something you both genuinely believe in. And the only way you can actually find out what you guys genuinely believe in is just by spending a little bit of time to have maybe an intrusive conversation or a curious conversation. But you have to know your partner and you have to know how you guys like connect to each other because there's no doubt you're going to have fights. You're going to have disagreements. You're not going to be on the same page on things, but you chose each other and you need to figure out how you get back to each other. I feel like this was a very important topic for you. Why? (laughs) Because you really delved into it. Oh no, I just had to share some things that like, I feel like a younger version of myself should have known, not should have known. Yeah. Just didn't, didn't know. know. Yeah. Because like a lot of young people, um, maybe they didn't date a lot when they got to like 22 or 24 sure. or even 25, really. You didn't date a lot of people. So you don't have dating experience. So when you do enter a relationship, you actually just don't know how to communicate in any in any case like i just i think just to summarize like shared interests or beliefs doesn't have to be something complicated you don't both have to be into the same sports team or anything like that but just you know just be able to do things together in terms of ourselves i think our shared beliefs or our shared um interests are very basic like we both like traveling we're not very specific about where we must travel just that like at least once a year we go somewhere and we and we have a good time that's that's something that we're both 
interested in. Maybe we'll argue about where to go and what to do, but the point is that we, we've done it. And then in terms of beliefs, like we come from different backgrounds, mine more extreme than yours, but we, we do come back and we do decide like we have to pray every single day and that should be enough for us for now. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree. Like, especially, um, I think um, it's something that if your partner uh, or yourself are from very different backgrounds, you guys will have those discussions. You absolutely will. But that, and which is why I mentioned that if you are from the same background and you have the same culture, it's actually more important for you to discuss these things, to unravel these things, because uh, it, 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 it's within the area or the space of assumptions. Yeah. It's when you assume, like, no, we're both Zulu, we're both Tswana, we're both... Oh, when you mm, guys come from the same background, yeah, you don't question. You don't question. So when you clash, it's like, but yeah, how? Then you're wondering why you guys are clashing yeah. on, on things and you want to, like, argue culture. But maybe it's because your upbringings were different or maybe your parents were more liberal or maybe your parents were a lot more conservative, but you're the liberal one. Yeah. You, you, it, I think it's, it's, it's more important for you guys to discuss those things, especially if you chose each other for cultural or religion or spiritual reasons. Exactly. You have to confirm your choice. It's like it's, it's one thing for someone to say they're like this. And you're like, I want to be with someone who's like that. Right. You have to make sure that like we both believe the same things and we both allow for evolution and change to happen um, with the both of us. That brings us to the next topic, which is well, it's actually a two point topic, which is change is necessary. And also that change can only happen when you've accepted who you are. So um, when you come together with another person, change is going to happen. Not only is it going to happen, but it's necessary because uh, no two people are alike. You need to learn how to, what was the word you just used now? Um, evolution. Yeah, you yes. need to work with each You need other. to evolve. You yeah, need you, to adapt. You need to evolve. You need to adapt. But that isn't possible when you don't know who you are. You don't accept who you are. You need to accept like, I'm this person. These are the things that I like. He's this person. These are the things that he likes. And only then can you come together and both change. And I think this is a really confusing topic for some people because the the trending mantra, can I say, in terms of relationships is that when you meet someone, they shouldn't change you or should they, sh- they should like you just the way you are. And that's that's true to a point but when you meet someone and you decide to become a unit or a team with that person you make not necessarily sacrifices but you make what what's a really good word concessions concessions yeah you make concessions yeah i think more than anything you know um as an adult you need to accept that Life is scary and not necessarily scary in terms of like you're going to lose your life. I mean, life is scary in that you have to keep on changing yourself or that the people you spend time with are, are going to change you. Or, right. you know, it, it, it's not easy, um, but you want the most from life. You want the most from yourself. You want the most from a potential partner from the relationship yeah you want to um understand and face the world as a black person and 
not be judged for your unique choices. And that's why it's really important when you decide to make concessions in your partnership, it's not coming from a point of patriarchy. It's not coming from a point of tradition. It's not coming from uh, um, an assumption about roles in society. We are now at a point in, I guess, the whole world that we get to learn and understand and have accessibility to different cultures, especially different African cultures, and, and have an understanding that your identity and who you make yourself to be going forward now, we're creating a new history for Africans and we're creating a new history for what it means to be black and what it means to be black in love. You get to decide that, but you can't do that if you're quiet. You can't do that if you're unwilling to listen to your partner or, or be honest with yourself. If you're that person who's just like, I only want sex, you have to be honest. You can't um, sacrifice or, or make changes to your integrity. If you don't know. Yeah, if you, if you don't believe that, like, especially if, 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 you, if you find someone you're attracted to and you like them, but your identity is built up in a certain way, you have to be honest with yourself, but at the same time, you have to be honest with your feelings. What I'm trying to communicate is that it's unnecessary to project other people's relationship success, culture's relationship success, tradition's relationship success, when we live in a world where those things are, are, are losing ground. They're, right. they're, they're, they're brittle and they're breaking apart because the fact is the person you meet hasn't gone through the life situations that you have gone through. And if they have gone through the life situations that you have gone through, that's great. That means that you guys can improve your culture. You can improve your community because you can find the faults that you both had in discovering and identifying yourself. But if you're both from completely different cultures, which is common, you're going to have to bridge the gaps. And when you're bridging the gaps, you're going to question your partner it's like that's messed up that you guys do that. Yeah. You know, like like it's not normal. And you can't take offense because that's your partner. It's an open space. Maybe their tone has no respect and that's something you can work on. But you can't ignore them when you want to spend your life with, with this them. person. Yeah. Because I'm telling you now, if let's say for religious reasons your partner has to dress a certain way. But your partner comes from a background where they were extremely liberal about what they wear. You have to ask yourself, you trying to make your partner conform to your culture and dress to your standards, is that what you need for yourself? Or is that something you're pleasing your culture for? Yeah, like, does it matter to you? Or are you... Are you more concerned with what people think? Yeah, is, is it is it an Abantu Bazotini kind of situation? <laughs> or is it like a real, like, you believe men or women should dress a certain way? If it's your belief, your partner won't struggle to, to bend towards that. Yeah. But if you're doing it to to for the sake or the dictates of your culture, then you know, you yourself also are lacking an identity. And that's the other thing, you know, if you are honest and true to yourself, 
you're going to be honest and true in in your relationship. Yeah. When you know I can't deal with this thing. I I can't deal with this heat. I can't deal with this food. No, I can't deal with this job. You you you're not a kid. You can say no and you move or you make a plan if you can't do those things. Why can't you bring that same energy in your relationship? Because that's like really intimate and it's really like a part of your life. If you guys are having unprotected sex in your relationship and like you you're not so serious, your partner will detect that. And if your partner is like not so uh how do I call it? Um there's not that much fidelity in them. If they can send like a sense of weakness in yourself, they're also going to just cheat because they're like you're not serious about yourself. I'm not not serious about you. I think that's like that's like such a that's such an important point that you just made. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 that's what the therapist actually mentioned. He said that fidelity to self is fidelity, fidelity to others. Yeah. And if you if you are do you say fidel? Um, you can just say you have fidelity. Yeah, if you have fidelity to yourself, then there's no reason for people to disrespect you or treat you in a way that you wouldn't treat yourself because they know that you know who you are, that you know what you're worth, and that they can't cross that boundary. Yeah, you know, when someone buys something from a store and they see, hey, it's expensive kind of thing, they're not going to mistreat it because they know the value of it. And that's why it's important. You need to know how to value yourself. But don't... Make don't make people make assumptions about you. Communicate, yeah. and that's like the most important thing, because honestly, if you think you deserve, you know, sparge treatment, if you think you deserve, uh, manicures or champagne, uh, breakfasts and all those things, if you deserve it, you must be very vocal and honest about it. You must say this is who I am and this is what I deserve and this is what I want. But don't trick yourself. Into believing you deserve things when you can't even do those things for yourself. Yeah, I think that's also another thing. I think that people are so used to, like, dynamics being so different in relationships that they don't care that they can't provide it for themselves. As long as someone else can, then they believe that they're, they deserve it. Which is also, you know, it's, it's, it's up to the person. Yeah, because I know for a fact no man will go try anything with a woman who they can see is taking care of themselves. In fact, in that moment, all that man is going to try do is prove his character. He's not going to try say, he's like, my ma'am, I, I can pay for your makeup. I can pay sure. for your, your skin care routine. No, she's already doing that. Yeah. So all you have as a man to do at that moment is to present your character. Your character and like stability. Yeah, it's like literally is like, and then that woman will make a choice or decision. Because there's, today, there's so many women who are financially capable of everything. And even those women, they mustn't demean themselves because their partner has an insecurity that they're earning so much. Then, ma'am, if your partner is like that, you need to leave. Yeah, you need to find someone. That's you need to time. find someone who's going to appreciate you and appreciate the effect. You can take care of yourself. Not like I'm intimidated by the fact that like you earn more than me. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is the last point, um, and it's that you can't bulletproof your relationship against something that might maybe happen. So, you know, you can read as many relationship books as you want. You can go and see a therapist. You can go and see a pastor if you like. But at the end of the day, your relationship will have ups and it will have downs. And the most that you can do 
is personally for me, I feel be kind, you know, in moments of tension, in moments of anger or sadness, I think the best thing that you can do with your partner or to your partner is be kind because if you really love this person and you want to stay with this person and your intention is to have a long-term relationship with this person it means whatever it is that's happening in that moment will pass and you don't want to later not only have to fix whatever it is that caused an issue but also have to backtrack on all the terrible things that you may have said or done um, do you have anything to say about this last point? Yeah, I think, you know, especially that whole thing of be kind. If uh, in your relationship you, you maybe have an age gap or maybe one partner is more mature than the other one, there's always differences in relationships and you need to figure out how to balance and integrate those those differences. I think that term be kind is very important. Yes, you know better. Yes, you are smarter. Yes, you are the more mature person in the relationship. But you need to accept that the way you go about doing it, just try and think, how would you want someone to do that to you? And you have to consider your partner. Are you the kind of person who thinks, oh, the only way for my partner to learn is for me to rip all the wounds and stitches out all the time? But at the same time, you also know your partner is super sensitive and can't deal with, with those, those things. So I just think, always consider who your partner is. Consider what you learn. But I, I, I believe the most important thing is never try and manipulate your partner into a specific understanding or perspective. Because if you guys still can't make concessions at a certain level, and if it means that now you must manipulate your partner or you must accept manipulation from your partner... I think that then then you must just accept that you two are not um, compatible with each other and it's just going to end up in a parent-partner relationship or a very abusive um, control-type uh, relationship. Yeah. So um, I think that's basically, that's basically it. I just want to say thank you so much for, to everybody for tuning in. This is... Um, one of our longest podcasts. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you learned something from it and you have something to take home with you and implement in your home, your own personal lives, hopefully. And I hope that you tune in to our next episode, right? Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.